father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. Today, episode 132. Today, we're going to talk to Coach Robert Payne. This is part of our Texas high school basketball series where we're interviewing quite a few coaches from the state of Texas. A lot of great coaches out there. Today is Coach Robert Payne. He's the head girls basketball coach at Grapeland High School in Grapeland, Texas. Uh, this past season, they had a record of 34-5. and five. Um, Robert has been uh, Coach of the Year five times in Texas, two national Final Fours, two Elite Eight finishes, and also a state semifinalist. Uh, some of his past coaching uh, places were uh, he coached in AAU for a club team in 10 years. He was at Denton Calvary Private School in Texas for three years, at Red River Christian for three years. He was at Marlin High School for one year, Callisburg High School, and now currently at Grapeland. And he's really building a great program out there. And what he's going to talk about uh, is how is he building his program? What are his top five? So he's going to be talking about his top five program strengths. Uh, he believes that you know they should be athlete-centered. He believes in having a team that's in great shape, very well-conditioned. Um, he loves being having a disruptive defense in his program, uh, communication by his players on and off the court. And also his fifth is he wants his players to be intrinsically motivated throughout his whole program. So I think you're going to really enjoy Coach Robert Payne of Grapeland High School. Welcome. Robert, good morning, yes, man. Good morning. Uh, <clears throat> all right can you hear me good sir yes sir i can hear you good all right great great hey I'm just, i was just listening to uh another podcast you did man i really love what you're doing over there at grapeland man <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate you joining me man you're, you're becoming quite the star uh, i don't know about that the kids are which is, <laughs> which is what it's really about yeah yeah man it's crazy during this time i did i just got off the phone actually not off the phone but uh we did a um a Google hangout with some of my leaders of my, we have a leadership committee I put together for my team. Um, you got to be so, I think it's harder, definitely harder now to connect with your players. Don't you think, man, we just, we got to make sure they're doing their workouts, things like that, man. You got to really rely on your kids leadership during this time, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty hard because you don't get that face to face time, which, you know, you want to build those relationships, but a lot of it's, you know, face to face, mm -hmm. but uh, you know how I, you know, how I like to do it is, you know, it's basically uh, athlete-centered. So a lot of them, you know, are kind of already driven to do, you know, take care of themselves, you know, uh, do a lot of it on their own. Yeah, and it's tough. And that's what yeah, – that's our job, though, right? I mean, I, I see a lot of coaches complaining and saying, you know, but you got to make sure, man, the kids are – you got you to allow them to take the initiative. And it's hard because it takes a lot of patience, right? 
<laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of patience. And it, you know, sometimes if you're not familiar with, you know, what it looks like, you know, from the outside, parents or fans, it, you know, uh, you know, especially my style, they don't really, you know, it, that, to them it makes it look easy. So, you know, they all want to help anyway. But, you know, when you make it look easy, it's just, you know, it's not really easy. It's it's pretty hard. But, you know, for the kids, it's, you know, I think it helps them grow up a lot faster. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, hey, I, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, man. I know I have a lot of Texas coaches on here, man. I feel like I feel like uh, uh, I'm a Texas consultant, man. I have all these great <laughs> man. Uh, there's a lot of great coaches out there in Texas, right? No, oh, yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough area, but you know you got a lot of good ones in Georgia too. So I wouldn't. Yeah, and I think there's great coaches all over the place, man. I mean, what what I love is I learn from people all over the country and. Uh, that's why I'm doing the podcast and hopefully, you know, coaches like yourself can pick up a few things. Hey, tell me about growing up in the game, though. Tell me about how you started, like in the driveway somewhere and then how you kind of got passionate about coaching. Well, you know, you know, I grew up in Lake Dallas, a small town. We didn't have you know a lot going on. Of course, in Texas, you have football, uh, which is a big deal, which, you know, you kind of thank them for the extra, you know, hour of workouts in your day because that's how how we ended up getting that i think but uh you know i just started playing and, and you know you'll play everything when i was growing up you didn't you didn't specialize so to speak you just played everything and uh you know our coach you know for the time you know back in the late 70s you know we just we ran <laughs> running gun and we didn't even touch right. the ball kind of like a hoosiers thing we didn't even get to touch the ball till we were in shape and uh, you know, it was a lot of, it was actually fun. So, you know, I, I always tell the kids, you know, never underestimate the power of fun. And so if you can make it fun for the kids, you know, and you still get to do your, you know, your disciplined approach to a lot of things. And, uh, you know, you demand a lot of the kids, but in the end, if it's fun, I mean, they'll keep doing it. They'll do it all day. Yeah. So you, you really enjoy growing up in the game. It sounds like to me, you had some great coaches along the way. Hey, give me some coaches that really kind of, really kind of taught you the game or really kind of set the example for you. Well, you know, one of them was, you know, obviously my high school coach and coach page. And, uh, he just did a lot for me really liking the game as far as, you know, I, I just can't under, you know, can't undervalue how, you know, everything he did to help me just enjoy the game and talk about the game, you know, from, you know, analytical before it was, you know, was cool at all. Uh, you know, just just talking the game, I think, is is what really drove me to it. Yeah, and we all remember, I tell you, I, I mean, I remember my junior high coach, Robert, um, <laughs> who he would take me. I would do scorekeeping for it. He, he um, actually played in an um, adult men's league, and he would take us players over there to kind of go with them and watch the games and so forth. He would spend so much time with us just kind of teaching us the game. We forget about how influential like our coaches were the young, right? even my even my rec coaches uh had good ones so i mean that's important right oh yeah that's like way important yeah you, know, you know i just think it's you know you find that you're gonna you know find the coach that really drives you for that anyway it's just i mean you you know, always love the game and you talk to people who are you know familiar with you now with social media you get to and podcasts and stuff like that you get to experience a lot more you know very coaching styles from across the country it's not just you know 
who can you find, you know, nearby you coach or a club coach. Uh, but you can, you can visit a whole bunch of different, you know, ideas and playing styles and things like that. Yeah. No excuses these days for coaches, right? <laughs> coach. I mean, yeah. there's so much stuff out there. It's almost pathetic. Where do we get, this is what's hard for me. I don't know if it's hard for you. I have kind of my own style that I like, but I like to kind of kind of almost fine tune it a little bit with something different that somebody or some, you know, it might be a drill. It might be just the way they teach it. What do you think about that? Yeah. You know, I, I, do, I steal a lot of stuff, you know, cause you know, that's what good coaches do, but uh, I just steal it. I, you know, I, I tell, you know, all the, everybody that if I use it twice, it's mine. And so, you know, I get from, you know, I, you know, I just like what, you know, like Neighbors does up in Arkansas. You know, I grew up in watching Arkansas in the, you know, the 40 minutes of hell and stuff like that. And, you know, my high school coach always said that if you, you know, they're going to beat us, they're going to be tired getting on the bus. So. <laughs> sure. What I do now, I just say, yeah, you know what? I, I remember those days and I had a lot of fun doing it. And, and you can now it's, you know, with, with how I like to do it, you know, it's just, I've, you can search all over the place looking for stuff that, you know, kind of fits your style and different things and, you know, drills here and there that you can use to, you know, move what you want. You know, a lot of coaches get caught in that. There's so much information out there that, you know, yeah, I like this drill, I like that drill, but if it doesn't fit what you do or if it doesn't fit who you are or what your team is, then it doesn't really do you any good. And I think some people get caught in that trap of just doing a drill because it's, you know, nice or something or they like how it looks or it's easy to tell how to do stuff like that yeah and particularly like you know i mean I, back in the old days you know pat summit ran a drill i would steal it it's like wait a second now this doesn't relate to anything that i'm doing <laughs> right. but it's a, it's a pat summit drill right it, well <laughs> and, it, and it works for pat summit and and right you know i don't mind using it if i was running pat summit stuff or you know doing some of the things she does but i it's just i don't know it's just it's it's hard it's sometimes it's hard to find that style and i think you know that's why i think it's a lot it's a lot better for me and just how i do it is just let the kids kind of you know we kind of talk about it and, and and work that angle of it get more buying yeah for sure yeah yeah and i want you to talk about your program but before you do i want to talk about your team you guys had a great year this year and I think you had to stop, right? You, you couldn't complete the state tournament. Is that right? Talk about your team that you had. And not only that, you had your daughter playing for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's my youngest girl. I've had three girls I coached, and one plays in McMurray, and one played up at York in, in uh, Nebraska. But uh, then I have my son, too. So I've I, got, I got to call you know, my kids, too, but. Uh, this team was pretty special. Uh, uh, we just had some really good athletes, and and we just did what we did, which you know we pressed a lot, and you know chased the ball around, a lot of transition uh, scoring, a lot of transition buckets, uh, and, and that's pretty much how we did it. We just kind of disrupt. We just ran more like a disrupt style, is what I call it. We just disrupt everything from offense to defense to. Uh, just everything uh and they were just a pretty remarkable group of young women that you know just pushed it yeah and where'd you guys finish up do you, do you actually i think did you 
Was it canceled when you're in the state tournament? Where did you guys well, finish off? The girls actually, we lost in the semifinals to the uh, state champ. Okay, to the team that won it. So, uh, but you know, it always hurts when you lose that far into the the playoffs. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt when you get that far. Um, you feel like, man, you left something on the table, right? I mean, it's always tough. Um, but like you said before, it's like, hey, we got to learn. And I know that I I lost in the state tournament too uh, from horrible free throw shooting when we were like a 70% free throw shooting team. So it's sometimes it's just, that's just the bad luck hits, uh, right? You can't, yeah, you can't coach every, every aspect, every bounce of the ball or anything like that. We just – I mean, we normally, I mean, we shot 31% in the paint. And, we, you know, we use huddle and the little four blocks inside the paint. We shot 31%. I, you know, it's right. hard to beat. You know, you're not going to beat good teams doing that. Uh, we just had an off day. Like, everything just did not, it just rolled out of the rim. It just, you know, it's one of those things that happens. I mean, the other team was good. And, you know, we were pretty good. And it just, sometimes those are the things that do it. And it got us. So, it happens. Yeah, and you're right, though. Sometimes the other team just has their best game. And the, us as coaches, we take it personally, though, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, what did we do wrong? No, no, the other team played just that much better. And that's hard as a coach. Hey, talk about your top five. I think number one is you're an athlete-centered program. Right. Yeah, we uh, – you know, I do a lot of stuff where, uh, you know, I do a lot of talking. I mean, you know, I mean, we set up our drills, you know, my – and a lot of the stuff is I'm just having conversation with the kids as far as, you know, what are you seeing on the court? What do I see on the court? Uh, can we get there? Can we get there in this rotation? You know, if we're using this rotation, because we do a press, you know, we pretty much press the whole time or we're running, you know, like a press to a scramble. So I'm talking to the kids about, you know, rotations and we're just having those conversations. Uh, I put a lot of it on them as far as, you know, I don't spend a lot of time, like for example, in 30 second timeouts, I don't really put a lot of, conversation for me talking to them by asking them what are they seeing what do we need to do what do you think we need to do and as you know that trust builds the kids start coming in and saying hey do you think we could do you know run x or you know do this or uh, do that I, it, I think it just pushes that whole program you have a lot more kids buy in and in practice it's a lot more energetic uh you know just in practices and the kids take a lot more ownership of what we're doing and and you know it's kid to kid you know, having to, you know, tell somebody to get going or do this or do that. It's, it, it, it just makes for a better flow, especially when it translates into game time where I'm not having to yell at the bench the whole from the bench the whole time. Yeah. And you're taking, I mean, your players are taking ownership. It sounds like, and, um, and your second phase, your second strength is you got, got to be, it sounds like to me, if you're pressing the whole game, number one, you got to be deep. A lot of players got to be in great shape, right? Yeah. We weren't we weren't way deep this year. I think my rotation was maybe six, six or seven. We pressed the whole, okay. we pressed the whole game, uh, but I've always done that. And I think maybe my biggest rotation was eight. But I mean, I, it's the same thing in practice. I don't uh, I don't stop my practices for anything. I just go from one drill to the other, and I don't I don't stop. I don't take water breaks. I don't do a lot of breaks. If the kids need water, <clears throat> obviously they can just walk off and get it, and then get right back in the drill. Uh, I don't like to disrupt practice too much. I just like to go, you know, I have a set pattern. I have it written on a whiteboard sitting out in the, uh, by the bench there. And we just look at it and we just move down the list. I use a clock and we just get going. 
and we don't stop. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah, I, I totally believe in that as well on that. Uh, now, we do have player timeouts in our practice. I allow my captains to call timeouts in the practice so it gives them some ownership and so they can have a feel for you know why we use timeouts as well I, I love what you're doing yeah we do we do you know i do a lot of that i mean i you know i say don't stop you know so early in the year when we explain the drills and what we're doing and what we're kind of looking for uh i you know i when i stop at like a drill it's more mostly for just a reminder i use i usually yell reminders to the kids about what we talked about prior you know to setting up the right. drill. you know we set up the drill we talk about it here's what i'm looking for here's what we need to do uh you know, if you think you can get over here faster, you're going to have to talk on the court and we just get going. Cause I'm, you know, try to make it, you know, sometimes I add obviously music things, which I'll probably slow around to the music part, but, uh, but you know, the kids kind of like it, it gets loud and, uh, we do a lot of talking and the kids are, you know, communicating in, in that environment. Cause you know, it's a dynamic environment. You don't have a lot of static stuff where you're sitting there going, you know, trying to explain the whole game through the whole practice. I don't do that. I just, you know, we go into mistakes. I, I film it and we talk about it later on. Uh, you know, I film the practices and then we look at it later on and talk about, you know, what we've done. <clears throat> yeah, and, and there's definitely an art, an art of practice, right, Robert? Um, how do you – give me an example of uh, taking a drill and making it because the hardest part in practice sometimes is there's too much standing around. So give me an example of constant movement and constant action where you have, a, you know, everybody moving around. And, of course, that's almost impossible. But give me an example of what you well, guys we do. We do a lot of stuff where I have, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm running a full court shooting drill. Uh, you know, you're just your basic uh, three, four lines sometimes, depending on how many people I have, because I want a lot of people to full court shooting drills and we're rotating through that uh i have it time for each you know before we rotate through the whole drill and then right after that drill we might go into a transition like a build-up transition drill you start two on one go to the other end come back you know two on three come back you know four on three i do a lot of that and then we also uh typically it starts off with just one shot and then i end up adding the defense to it where the defense traps immediately, you know, on the make or on a miss or uh, whatever. And so you have to, you know, you have to start communicating right off the bat. Yeah. I love that. Um, And you kind of limit their stoppage time, right? So you really try because basketball, man, is a, is a constant pace game, man. And um, talk about your defense, Robert, talk about, because uh, we like to press, too, and I love to see how there's so many different ways to press. I mean, you know, there's no right or wrong, yeah, right? I mean, you know, and I, you know, there's a bunch of different presses, but, you know, and we got to looking at them, and I just kind of look at every single press you do turns into a 2-2-1. You know, you got two on the ball, two interceptors, and a rim protector or, or somebody floating back. So I just start in a 2-2-1 since that's where they all end up anyway. And, uh, and we right, do a lot sure. of, uh, you know, I might – go at the ball and then I might back off. It, you know, we have different calls that, you know, sometimes we trap immediately. Sometimes we run at them and don't. Uh, sometimes we, it's just a matchup man uh, just to give them a different look. And then that's a run and jump, whatever you want to call it. I, you know, I just call it uh, disrupt. You know, we're just trying to disrupt 
because so many times, you know, especially if you run a two-two-one, teams start throwing a pattern because you know they they work on their press break, and they have maybe one, maybe two uh, press breaks that they use, and then we just try to disrupt that. If we notice they're, you know, it's a passing passing pattern, we just go jump it, or we back off and p- play the passes, and then kind of locks people up. Yeah, and one good thing about pressing, you don't know, and and I guess if you're not a pressing coach, you probably don't know this, but it sounds like you guys really are – you're not going to find out if your press is really effective until really late in that second quarter, right? The legs start going yeah, from the we, opponent. You know, you you know, you have to have – it's not for the faint of heart. You have, you know, some, you're going to give up some layups, and it's going to – you just got to – I mean, we do a lot of stuff where we give up a layup, but, you know – we don't we don't fret over it. We just get the ball back in and go down to the other end and try to score. Uh, you know, most of our stuff is you know we either score off of a turnover, you know, or you know, or some other transition points. So you know, because we're score as quick as we can. Possession game. I don't like low possession games. It's too it's too easy to get beat. Too many half court sets and stuff like that. You'll get killed. I mean. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like that's your belief, man. I I love that because I love talking to coaches who really believe in something, man. They're not going back and forth between different things. Um, tell me about like state tournament. Do you find it harder to pressure, or in state tournaments, or do you make a lot more adjustments? Maybe half court, but you're well, still pressuring. I, you know, I, I think we pressure we pressure all the time, and I you know I know a lot of people say you can't pressure way to a championship, but, you know, we pressed our way to there. And we played, you know, we played a pretty good, a pretty difficult schedule as far as, you know, overall. And we, team, and we were playing four and four A teams and five A teams and, and top the, you know, you know, those teams are state qualifying teams. And so it's not, you know, you just have those days sometimes where, you know, the buckets don't fall and it, it happens. You don't like it to happen, but it happens. And so, you know, I just, you know, nobody practices their offensive sets out of, you know, a full court pressure team or, you know, it's just, you know, (laughs) and what we do and I, you know, I actually face, I try to get, you know, we try to use the volleyball lines and, and actually face the bench when we're playing defense to keep people on that side of the court and, you know, we just try to because nobody starts their def- their offensive sets. Of- yeah, that's that's a great idea. Um, and and talk to me about um, give me give me what's the most difficult. And I think you mentioned a good point is you can actually be playing great pressure defense, but in girls basketball, and you know this. It's missing layups. Right. So if your team is not finishing around the rim, boy, all that – I mean, because that's what you're trying to get is layups. I'm telling you. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I'd love to help you get game results this season. Check out a free trial of my Pure Sweat training app on the Google Play and App Store today. Hello, this is Craig Reed, owner and CEO of Corny Board Aids. We specialize in providing coaching aids and equipment for the basketball coach. We are also home of the Corny Board, the original sideline coaching board. I want to recommend Championship Vision Podcast. 
it is a great way to get insights into what other great coaches and leaders do in their programs. Kevin Furtado brings a great tool to coaches with this podcast. Thanks, Coach Furtado. Um, it's you can be playing great defense and still not finishing at the rim, like you were saying. Because uh, sometimes people think, "Oh man, I got to get out of the press," and they're getting great shots. Sometimes the girls just don't finish at the rim, which I think is a huge problem in girls basketball. Oh, right? That's, it's, it's a, a big, big, big time, time problem. But I mean, you know, if that's, that's your style, style you got to stay with it. It's just too, too hard, hard to flip, flip back, back and forth. forth. Yeah, I totally agree. I think you got to stay what you believe in. Hey, talk about your fourth area, which is communication. Um, I'm sure this is on and off the court, right? Oh, yeah. We, <clears throat> big into that. We, you know, we have uh, during our practices, you know, you got like your 240 club, you know, where we're trying to say something positive. You know, you got two hours uh, roughly of practice, and every minute we're trying to say two, two positive things throughout the whole thing. Uh, so we kind of, you know, Get, get the practice going, it's loud. Uh, the, the other thing, thing is just, you know, talk, talk about our rotations because a lot of our, you know, I don't want to say this, but like a lot of our rotations aren't planned. You know, I mean, we, we kind of look at it, but it's, it's hard to say go here when, you know, the other team doesn't have somebody there, and I don't practice that. You know, once a week I try to practice against the boys, and uh, we run our press against it, and, you know, the boys, you know, are a little bit better at throwing those diagonal deep passes. And then the girls, we try to invite that with, uh, you know, most girls' teams because uh, I think we can get it there. It's just those little things like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and give me some of your language on that. I mean, give me some of your give me some of your language and your talk. Uh, what, any, anything in particular you guys do to improve your communication? Well, no, we just, you know – the kids, the kids, if they, they come, come up, you know, I, most of the time I let the kids pick it, uh, you know, the language. But uh, a lot of the stuff, we just got to remember to rotate. We got to rotate to the corners, rotate. We run a lot of uh, color calls, you know, red, white, uh, our different presses, uh, our red and white and, and, you know, blue, obviously, if you're trying to ice something. Uh, we just, you know, we, we just do a bunch, bunch of color calls is all we do. Uh, no, no big secret, nothing. Nothing difficult, but the kids, you know, just might in the middle. We just, you know, we obviously do thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, we don't try to hide anything. We just go, <laughs> yeah, we go and do it. Yeah, it sounds like to me, it's like you probably don't need a lot of communication, really, because your system is kind of ingrained in your players. You make it really simple for them. Uh, I know some coaches, probably including myself, sometimes we make it too complex, right? Simple to better. Yeah, it's way simple. You know, I, I call it reduction of the linguistic demands, you know, it's just to be fancy. But uh, I don't – you know, we figure out in practice where we need to be and what we need to do and what we're looking for, and we just really work on that. And so in the game, there's really not a bunch of surprises on uh, – you know, I look at other teams and how they press break if I can get a film on it. Uh, it's just how they press break and what they try to do, and then we go from there. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think the hardest thing I, – I think most coaches, I think the, the thing that throws them out of their offense is, is the press break. And even against – I even think when I had my worst teams, I still felt like pressing was the key because at least you send a message like, hey, you know what, you're going to have to work to beat us, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, 
you know, I've pressed and, you know, got, <laughs> got beat by 25 and, you know, just, we still press. It's not, you know, cause you know, like even this year, we had a lot of teams that we played that we got down, you know, 20. And the next thing you know, we're up by 10. You know, it doesn't take long to change the game around. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if your players know what, what I think sounds like what you're doing though, Robert is even against the good team, you might be getting beat but you're staying with it. And that says a lot to your players that you really believe in what you're Yeah, I mean, you're looking at – it's a 32-minute game. So, I mean, you know, a lot of times we had a lot of uh, – the difference for our game was right at the start of the third quarter. Uh, you know, teams just get tired. And they come back out after right. sitting around in the locker room talking about press, 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 and pressure. And we just come right back out at it again. I mean, we you know, make, might make a small adjustment and get – you know, a few buckets right off the bat, and that's all you need. Then it gets in people's heads. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, particularly if they had a lead and then you you regain the lead, I think that's the time when you – I think that's a time when presses really work. Coach, talk about your fifth strength, and it's intrinsically motivated program, which now you really need this one, huh? Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's probably the biggest one, really. Uh, I, you know, but I know it's, it's hard to do that, you know, you know, intrinsically motivated. But I think if you let, you know, the kids take ownership of the program as far as, you know, what we're doing in practice, we're having a conversation, uh, it just becomes more of a natural thing for them. Yeah, and tell me what you're doing right now because I'm actually doing – I'm asking all these coaches from around the country, like, just little short one-minute segments. Like, what are you doing with your team right now? Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing to stay connected with your team? Yeah, I try to do, uh, try to do like everybody else and do the Google classroom, uh, and, and talk, send out a workouts and stuff like that. Trying to get, you know, just basically having conversations with them. Sending a video clips from last year, uh, over the season, I sent small video clips out from huddle and, uh, let all the kids watch that, you know, highlight it and make different annotations on it so the kids can see. Yeah, and I tell you, I mean, Huddle's great. I was, I'm actually putting together kind of a, um, we, we never got, we never got to do our awards program. So we're going to be doing that with um, sending it out to our players and so forth. And man, Huddle's great. There's so many great things. What do you like about Huddle in connecting with your players? I mean, there's tons of stuff, right? Well, I can, uh, I get a lot of scout film and then I can put it on there and, and take clips out of from other teams that we're going to be playing and let the kids see, uh, you know, what the other team does. They can watch it at home. They can watch it whenever they want. Uh, I can also highlight them, the, you know, what we did, what we're doing well so that the kids aren't, you know, because a lot of times when you're having those uh, video sessions, uh, the kids are, you know, <laughs> your initial thing is just look at yourself. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, right. we're watching the film to watch through it ourselves. And then, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then so <laughs> I, I do a lot of annotations so they can watch it at home. You get tired of looking at yourself. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's great. I think kids need to um, really study it themselves. I think they would just study better and pay attention more. Um, and that's the advantage of Huddle because they all have access to it. Coach? Let's go into your offensive system. Now, you told us about your defense. Now, do you fall into a man-to-man on your defense, or do you fall back into 
kind of a matchup zone. How do you all do that? And then how do you transition into your offense? Uh, we fall into a, a back into maybe like a man. Uh, do a lot of scramble stuff uh, you know, or run and jump, whatever you call it. Uh, right. And, and it's just a natural flow for us. Uh, but, you know, since we're trying to push everything to the side, we're trying to push everything to the side of the baseline, like a lot of no middle. And we just try to tag and jump that next pass. I hear you, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I love the, actually, I love for you to send me some video, man, if you could through Huddle, man. I love to kind of see what you guys are doing. Oh, yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I love it. Um, I, I don't think we're as aggressive as you. We play more of a matchup. Uh, we play what we call our 2 2 1 back into our 2 1 2 buzz, which is kind of a half court trap. Right. Um, but everything's extended. And the reason why, coach, is I, I don't, we're playing against teams that are more athletic than us. So I got to put my best players in the best spots. Um, what do you do there? You, how do you, how do you get the right matchups? <laughs> uh, our matchups, you know, let the kids decide up front really, uh, you know, we have a lot of kids at the same skill level, same defensive. I'm, and we just try to get the ball out of people's hands. Uh, we don't do a lot of closeouts. So I do flybys on a, three-point line and just try to run people off the line. Right. I, you know, I have one jump and pass them, and then the next person closing out to stop it. Uh, and then we just rotate uh, basically opposite of the offense. I, I don't know if that makes sense. but Yeah, yeah, for sure. We try to rotate counterclockwise when they're passing the cut, and, and, and that way we can come at the ball. Uh, if you pass and cut away, we're coming at you with the other person. So we'll double off of that because that other person's running away. Uh, I do a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love to see it, if you don't mind sending me that video on it. Um, and it's what it sounds like to me, man, you guys are so confident that you don't care about matchups. No, not really. Uh, you know, I have, <laughs> obviously have a big that stays back, but, uh, you know, we're most – we're just trying to disrupt your offense. Right. And, you know, if you can go in and drive and, you know, you have another person come at you before because we're going to rotate into the drive, even if you shoot a layup, uh, if you make it, hey, that's good. But guess what? We're going to beat you down to the other end. Uh, you know, you don't have time to celebrate and tag your chest after you make a layup because we're going the other end. And uh, that's how we get a lot of our stuff. Yeah, and talk about your your uh, transition part. I mean, going from defense to offense because I love what that sounds like when you if you're taking the ball out. Very few girls teams that I know get the ball out of bounds quickly and push it. How do y'all do that? Uh, we, we don't, don't even. even a lot, we're, we're not, not even, even let the ball hit the ground. We, we pull, pull it out of the net, net, throw it, go. It, you know, we, we even beat a lot of teams setting up the press. press. It's it's just too hard. And we, we get, get up, and go to the other end. Uh, I, don't I don't pull it out once we. Don't, don't get, get our initial break or our secondary break. break. Uh, we, we don't, don't stop. Just, just keep going into bucket. And uh, I, I might run a couple of flex sets, uh, things, things like that, that just to get it out. out. But I run like kind of a, I don't know, we, you know, we, we have, have a couple of sets we call, but most of the time, one for high or one for low, we get to the flex out of that. And we're just, I do a lot of flex stuff with my guards. Because uh, I, I like, like the post up, my one and twos. <laughs> right. Because nobody, nobody practices defense, post defense with their ones and twos. 
So you're trying to get off that flip first flex cut. You're trying to get a post up with your two. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying, trying to get, get a post, post up, up with a two, two and yeah. a or my one, one even. Uh, depends, depends on who has, has the ball. We come to court. court. Right. Uh, I, get I get a lot, lot of post ups with the with my two because you know other teams not working on post defense. And we were no, not at all. Yeah, I love that post up with all everybody. It's kind of a lost start. Yeah. So is it a continuity for you or are you just trying to get a quick shot? And then, then what do you do from there? Does the, does the flex break down or do you try to get like dribble drive or how do y'all do that? Well, if the flex, flex is there, there a couple of those flex, flex cuts, cuts we'll, we'll, we'll pull, pull it out and go into like, like a European uh, pick and roll. I got you. We do, we do a lot, lot of pick and roll. We'll, we'll shoot, shoot a three, three if it's there. there. And, I, and I don't, I don't have, have a... <laughs> I, 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 don't I don't do a lot, lot of shooting licenses, so to speak. I, if, if it's open, I tell them you've got to shoot it. Or if you don't, don't then you should always be doing the thing. Because, <laughs> you know, you've got to defend all five. five. And I, have I have a lot of times they're not, not defending all five. five. Uh, that's pretty good. So, you're, so you have five girls with a green light? Yep, yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Coach. All I have to do is my, my worst shooter, shooter make, make one, one or two, and they're just going, going, I'm done, you've got to get a stopper. And, and, you know, you know make, make some row, you know, I'm upset. Because, <laughs> right. you know, if, 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 if my worst shooter shoots two, two in a row, row they, they're, they're all, all over. And then that, that works, works to me. me. What's the toughest defense for you guys, and then how do you tack it? I mean, you, are you better against zone or man-to-man, or, or does it matter? <laughs> uh, probably, probably better, better against, against man-to-man. man-to-man. Uh, pack, pack lines sometimes, sometimes kind of tough, tough but, uh, you know, especially, especially on the dead ball stuff, we just bring it in. That's why I try to stay on the half court stuff. It's just, you know, I don't like it. Right. too tough of a game. The illusion. Yeah, you got me, Coach. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, you're yeah, talking about the half half court game. Yeah, yeah so we, so we do, do a lot of that. Uh, we're, 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 yeah, yeah. I don't I like, like a half court, court game, game, but you know, every once in a while you, you got to get in, in it. Uh, like, like I said, if you have, have all five, five open, open shoot, shoot, we do, we do a lot, lot of pick and roll. roll. Uh, playing against, against those pack lines, lines sometimes it's kind of hard. Just because when you're used to running balls to the other end and scoring as fast as possible, it kind of takes you out of rhythm. Yeah, and do you find like in the state tournament, teams are getting back on you better? Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they get, they get, they get back pretty good on you, but, you know, we're, we're not, not, you know, we're just looking, if we, we see shoulder, we go to the bucket. bucket. If we, we see chest, we have to move them or, you know, pass right. and shoot more we're open. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, you, uh, you're really making me think a little bit. Uh, I always love to pick the brain of coaches like yourself. Um, and kind of, there's so many different ways to do things. Something like you guys are all in on trying to get to the rim, shooting the three, pressing. I love that, man. Yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not, not trying, trying so, so much, much to get a shot, shot off in, you know, eight, eight seconds, seconds or whatever, whatever but uh, we, we do our, our, we do our <laughs> part to get laid off. That'd be nice. I'm not yeah, afraid to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it, uh, are, are, do you guys have a post game or do you guys just spread the floor? Uh, no, we, we just, just spread, spread the floor. 
I mean, most, most of our, our post-ups come, come off that, that uh, flex, flex card. card or, uh, gotcha. Like it's, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, I hear you, brother. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to get players nowadays. Um, I have a big six foot girl I'm still working with, man. She still thinks she's a guard. Yeah, yeah you, you have, have to have, have special, special, special kid, kid to do that. that. I love those post-ups. Uh, <laughs> you know, even, even now, now, even if, even if you, you have, have a six foot girl that wants to play in college, college she's, she's not going to be a post anyway. Yeah, you know, that's really hard to, you know, playing with your back to games is kind of tough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, talk about talk about your practice system. Uh, you already mentioned some uh, what you do in practice. Give me some of your best drills because I I know coaches contact me all the time and contact my people I get on here. It's like, man, I want a couple good drills. Give me a couple of your best drills you do, Robert. Uh, some of the best drills we do is just uh, you know our transition build up. You know where I'm running, start off two on one. You know, I have kids spotted on each end. I go down two on one, come back, you know, three on two, and then yeah. just build that up to five on four. Man. And, and, and that's pretty good. And it helps the kids get back in transition. It helps us transition offense. Now we do a lot of stuff. You know, I'm probably a little bit less concerned about turnovers. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. We practice it. I mean, if, if you, you looked, looked at our, our you know, all our analytics, analytics you'd, you'd, you'd look, look at it and go, there's no way they want anything. <laughs> so you're saying you you don't worry about turnovers. You're trying to get – so what well, is your number one goal? Are you trying to get more shots or what do you guys really focus on? Well, we're, we're trying, trying to, to get good, good shots. shots. But, but you know, I say I'm not worried about, about turnovers. turnovers. I, am, I, mean, I mean, I am. I am. I mean, we, we had 17, we used to get about 17 a game. Right. Uh, which is kind of high. But, but if, if, if our turnovers are based on making a full-court pass or a cross-court pass, it's really aggressive. I, I don't worry about those so much. So I kind of knock those off and, and try, try to keep, keep the ones where we're traveling or, uh, you know, make it a bad pass half-court or a bad inbound pass. I'm more about those. If we're, if we're attacking, attacking buckets, buckets it's attack, attack pass, and, and we, we make, make that mistake. Yeah, and, and tell me about – it sounds like to me, if you're going to play an up-tempo system, you better have some skilled players that can handle the rock, man. Tell me what you do. Are all your girls, are they capable of – I mean, you got to have right and left hand. you got to be able to cross over inside out, right? I mean, tell me about oh, what you're doing with your, guard, uh, with your players as far as getting to handle the ball better. Well, well, I guess, I guess going, going back, back to our drills, drills, a lot of the stuff, stuff we do, you know, I've worked work a little, little bit on ball handling, because uh, I, I think that's the, the, thing, the thing, thing that changes, changes the game for anybody. anybody. You know, we, we work, work a lot, lot on uh, a little feedback. We work, we work really hard on, uh, you know, just handling the ball, you know, just static handling it, you know, just get a feel for the ball, and after that, you know, I usually go two on one four and make me try to dribble out of it. So, yeah, yeah, I love that because you put you put kids under pressure and so forth. And I, I guess what you're saying is that if they're not good at it, man, you better go work on it on your own. And then you're going yeah, yeah, to figure it out because if you're going to get on court, court you're going to have to handle ball. Just, just, you know, you know, that, you know, you know basically, basically that, that, that practice against, against our pressure. pressure cause cause this is what, what we do. do. And uh, the best, the best way, way I know how to, you know, get better at 
ball, ball handling in a game, game is to basically practice, practice like that. that. And I put, put two, two on one, one and, and, you know, run a herd drill and try to get, get her, you know, you obviously, obviously we try to trap, trap but you got to figure, figure out a way to get, way to get to the, the other end. end. I might, I might play, uh, you know, one on offense and two defense at the bucket if you can get to the rim. And, you know, sometimes it's obviously very hard to get, you know, you know, two, two people, people and put, get, get up a shot, shot a good looking, looking shot. shot. But, but you know, that's, you know, that's what, what we worked, worked on. We worked on ball handling, handling. Uh, and then we press. press. <laughs> I, I press like crazy practice, practice too. So, right. So you got to figure, figure it, out. it out. So you're practicing your system, which sounds it sounds easy, but I, I know a lot of coaches who do not. They're practicing all these drills, but they're not actually practicing what they're going to be doing during the game. I see that a lot, but uh, so you're, you are practicing what you guys do best. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, I, yeah spend I spend probably, probably most, most practice, practice is just what, what we, we do. do. Like, like we, I work, I work I'm, I'm, I'm telling, telling you, you, you run, run, we just, just work, work on transition, transition drills. drills. I got, you know, you know, one, one I got from, you know, Iowa, Iowa State. State. I mean, I mean and we just, we just do transition drills, drills and passes and, Full court, court passes, passes and get to and the, get the other end and transition defense. And, uh, trying to figure out how to get the ball to the other end, other end gets pressure. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about that. Man, man. Oh, the Iowa State drill. Tell me about that one. Well, uh, you know, I got, I got four, four, two, two and seven. I think it's, I think you call, call it fire, fire drill. drill. I, I stole, I stole it. it. I use it. But it's, and then I don't have defense to it. But it's more, more just a warm up pass drill. You have two at the end of the, you know, you know, two lines at the end. Underneath, underneath each, each bucket, bucket, you got, you got two, two on the side, side. Uh, and we and just, we just pass, pass it, go down, go down, and lay up, out, out to about half court, and they're making a pass, pass to the other end. end. It's probably, it's probably don't, even don't even ball hit the ground, ground. you make pass, pass it, and lay up. And we do a lot of light on that, I can send you the actual drawing later. It's hard to explain, but it's pretty much just a court, court, pass, pass, and drill, you know, get the ball out of the net. Throw it, throw it, out, throw it, throw it to make a layup. 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 The ball never, ball never hits the ground. Ball never hits the ground. Absolutely on that. And kids are learning how to run full speed. The hard thing for girls for uh, for us is we get better as is full speed passing and catching because sometimes kids don't have the control. But you can't worry about that early in the year. You got to really just kind of grill them on that and drill them on that to make sure that they can get it. Hopefully by the first game. you know, we shoot, you know, we shoot a lot of free throws, too. I probably shoot two, three hundred free throws, throws before, practice before practice starts. starts. Nice. Uh, uh, but we do but that. We do that. Do, do, you know, just you know, a lot of that. A lot of that. I don't do I a lot, don't lot of shot shots or casual, casual shooting, shooting because, because it never happens, never happens in, a in a game. game. <laughs> I, I, it just doesn't, it just happen. doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred. You said 200 to 300 before practice. Yes, yes. That's pretty – yeah, that's great. You know, I have them make – you know, I might, you know, do, I might something do something where we're making, making five and five in a row before you to the next bucket. bucket. Right. And then, then, you know, and then, you, you, then you set a timer, set a timer on, on it to go do it. And then I come back, come back to four, four in a row. And then we run, we run, and we shoot full court, full court. And then we come back, come back and shoot some more throws later on. Because, you know, your style. If I'm attacking the bucket, bucket, I'm running, running. If I'm just putting constant pressure on the bucket, we're getting to the free throw. Right, for sure. You have to convert, have to convert that. that. Yeah, and do you believe, uh, and it sounds like you do, because I know you, you te- you're teaching them pressure free throws because in a game, 
man, you're going to really feel it, man. Your arms are going to get tight, right? So you're trying to, you're trying to ingrain that, that learning how to handle the pressure free throw. Yeah, I tried, yeah, to, I tried to, I tried to replicate those tired tires on every, every game. Just, you know, you know, we do a lot, we do of, a lot of running, running and static, static and stretching, stretching before practice. practice. Uh, uh, we do a lot we of running, run and, and then we just to warm up, to warm up and we and get, after get after it. And we just start we just running start the whole practice, you know. I guess, I guess, maybe the only break they get later on doing their free throw shooting. Sure, they're going, they're going, free throws. Yeah, and just like in a game, man, that's what you have to do in a game. I love that. Coach, my last question for you is um, give me – what do you use in your program, any best resource, best practices that you do that really helps you out, that makes you more efficient? Because you know we don't have all day. We got – we you know, during the season, we need things that we can get to right away. What's your best resources that you use to make you a better coach? Well, I think well, I think we're listening, listening to podcasts, podcasts like this, like this uh, uh, things like things that. like that. And, 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 and a lot of stuff I have, I have a, what we call we call a lab day, and I just do a lab. Do a lab we just try to figure, out, figure out, you know, different you know, drills, different drills, 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 run, run, run with the kids on on working working with kids, working with the other coaches, trying to figure out. Basically, trial trial and error. I guess my resources, but you know, I do you know I do a lot. I read a lot. And watch, and a, lot watch a lot of film on teams. Oh, hey, I really like that. <laughs> sure. So I might steal, steal stuff, steal stuff from Mark and Mark or something like that. Like. Uh, just stuff just like stuff that. Like I mean, that. I mean and Bruce, and Pearl, Bruce Pearl. We just, we just, uh, those are some, those of, the some of the coaches I look at. See what they do and how we do it. A lot of it's trial and error, to be honest. To be honest. You're right. And I do agree with that. And do you do, I think it's important to do it during the season. I know it sounds crazy. But I think that keeps you sharp. Yeah, we yeah we we do it all we do it all the time. Eh? We practice we practice, practice you know you know. Sometimes we try we try it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It works in practice. Works practice. Go, hey, yeah, go, hey, yeah, yeah, try it. Try it doesn't work. Oh well, it doesn't work. Doesn't get out of get out of something else. It's not it's not a. But you know it. But you know it always it's all within within what we do. You know I might try to try to run a. Just for just a different, for a different look, look, every once in a while, one, one, and then as soon as you know, I see the other team, other team call, a call, we go back, we go to back to what we were doing, we were doing anyway. anyway. So, so you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, hey, um, but you got to live. You got to live with it. <laughs> Absolutely, on that, yeah, um, Coach, man, I really appreciate you joining me, man. I, um, and I, I want you to. Um, I know you listen to a lot of the podcast. Is there any? coaches that you have heard through the podcast that you really thought, man, I, I, um, I really like what he did. Anybody? Cause I just want to make sure of the value of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, what's that guy? That I can't guy, remember his name. He's just retired. He just retired from, from Canyon. From Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Joe Lombard. Yeah. Big Joe. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that man, he's, man, he's, he's something, he's something. That's, that's just kind of that's amazing, kind of amazing, amazing, stuff, amazing, career, amazing career and everything. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm telling you, whoever gets that, I think his son's going to get the job. I think. I think. Yeah, it's hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> picture him following. Yeah, picture him following. That's going to be tough to follow you, Robert, because you're going to be a legend out there soon. But yeah, you know, yeah, right. figure if you have like 1,300 wins and you got to come in there, you're a first year coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, not that's gonna, not going to be. I don't know. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> Um, that'd, be, that'd be a short, be a short stay, stay out in West Texas. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I tell you, you can learn a lot from a guy like that because he's still learning, man. He told me, man, he's still checking out videos and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I'm constantly looking for looking for you know new things, new things that. You know, I know, you know, I know it's kind of set, kind of some things, some things, transition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Hey, coach, um, tell us how we can get a hold of you, and also tell us, like, you, you, this was your first year at Grapeland, correct? Yes, yes. Tell, like, if there's a new coach out there starting a new job, like, h- how should he or she go into this program and establish their culture? Because that's what you did at Grapeland. It had a lot of success. Uh, I think uh, the, I think the thing that thing that a lot of coaches, a lot of, coaches miss, a lot of young, lot of young you, you know, you know, you got to get you got to get internet, off the internet. It doesn't matter who, who you are. You are. Right? I mean, I mean, you just got to be just got to be authentic. Kids, will, kids will sniff it sniff out. It out and, and, you know, you know, you just got to do what you do. What you do and if you can't have can't have a bunch of scattered scattered. You know, chaos, you know, chaos out there. Out there, there head, you just got to actually, actually have a really, 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 really practice, practice plan. plan. Uh, just know what you know want to do, want to do believe and believe it. Not be, not be afraid to change it. Right. You know, as it, you know, as it dictates, dictates, but you got to be, got to be you. I think that's, I think that's the real deal. You got to be, got to be you. And despite what everybody is saying, record, record, nobody cares about that really at first. first, you just got to get in there and do what you do. And be you. Be you. And let the kids be them. Yeah, that's so true. And, and you definitely lie. I'm sure what you had to do is really connect with the kids. You got to get to know the kids first, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to get a relationship with the kids. With the kids. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard, no, it's when, hard you when you have a, you know, I think last, I think last, last time last they had, time like, had like, you know, 90 something plays they worked, they worked on. on. I don't do that. I don't do that. So, so it was a little bit of a, <laughs> bit of a shift, shift from, you know, their, you know, their other coach calling every single play and play and I don't do that. So it's just hard. It's just hard. It's just you know, you know, it takes a while to get used to my style. Sometimes, sometimes it happens, sometimes it happens you know, pretty, pretty quick, quick. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Well, it sounds like you get, you're off to a great start, man. I, and uh, hopefully we can continue our relationship, man. I, I want you to uh, send me uh, send me some of your drills. Send me some of what you guys do. And also send me one of your huddle tapes. And I love to kind of take a look at you guys. Yeah, yeah. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. That'd be Hey, we got uh, Robert Cochran tomorrow, man. So I'm looking forward to talking to another Texas legend. <laughs> I mean, he's a good guy. That's still, still some of his stuff. Actually, he actually, actually like he's like he's stealing stealing mine, 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 but I still his. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it should be, should be fun, man. Um, Sound like both you guys. Uh, you guys play against each other, or is it two different levels y'all playing? Well, well, I played against, I played some, against some of the teams he played, he played against, against. So, so uh, uh, he didn't want he didn't to play want to me. Play he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't. He didn't want out of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we already got a war scene set up, man. Okay. All right. Tell him tomorrow, 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 or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> he's a good guy. He does a lot, does of, stuff a lot of stuff. Do. Some, some of the stuff I do. He does. Right. But, but, you know, we kind we kind of have have some styles. That's great, man. All right. All right. He's really really good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to talking to him tomorrow, Robert. I appreciate you, man being a, sir, sir. a loyal podcast listener and also uh, giving back to the game, man. I really appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Thank you so well, much. I can email, email, email if you want it. If you want it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure I get your contact information. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks coach. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. 
Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I've been working hard to build an online basketball school to help players and coaches. I'd love for you to check it out at puresweatbasketball.com. Hi, I'm Alex Stevenson, athletic director and girls basketball coach at Dodd City. I've been at Dodd City for seven years. During those seven years, we've won seven district championships, been to six regional tournaments and three state championship games. I'm a huge fan of this podcast, what it brings and the platform that we're able to share knowledge and wisdom on and, and grow as coaches. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and you are listening to the Championship Vision Podcast.